so excited all right you know i'm so excited if you are a 90s baby if you are a early 2000s baby and if you're a late 86 or i mean an 80s baby right you will appreciate what's about to go down we have an amazing an amazing guest um who i've known for a little bit now not super long i met them over the uh pandemic and ever since i've been like oh my god this is one of my favorite people today we have well let me go down the resume first and just talk to you all a little bit about some of the things that this person has done uh they were in bring it on all or nothing all right shout out to the bring it on series uh, they were in Freedom Riders. I don't know if you all have seen Freedom Riders, but it's an amazing, amazing, amazing movie. Um, shout out to Hilary Swank, right? She's a non-problematic white woman who I enjoy. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's been on all that, hence why I sang uh, that song. She had a main role on the TV show. Uh, let's just say it's a Nickelodeon TV show called Fatherhood, okay? She was on That's So Raven. She was on The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. Um, you know what? Let's just say it. Today's guest is Giovanni Samuels. Giovanni, welcome to Conversations with Cody. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good and slightly embarrassed because I always get, I don't know, I don't want to say weirded out when people read my resume, but it's like, dang, I did a lot of stuff. Like, okay. Stop. Listen, Keep, move on. <laughs> it's, it's a good resume too. It's a good resume too. So we're gonna get into you know growing today. We call this uh, growing up, growing up Hollywood. I thought that was okay. a fun little thing. Um, so we're gonna get into a lot of that, right? But first, something that we do over here, we do um, a little icebreaker, and I'm gonna do two icebreakers with you. All right. So the okay. first one is um, name association. So I'm gonna give you a name. Oh, okay. And you're just going to okay. tell me um, what you think. The first thing that comes to mind when I say that name, okay? Okay. But we're going to do this differently than we normally do it, okay? <laughs> Why you got to be extra, Micah? <laughs> so for this note, this is the special edition of Name Association. And it goes like, Shabuya, yeah, yeah, Shabuya. <laughs> Shabuya, yeah, yeah, Shabuya. His name is Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> Mr. Cheeks. That was a wild post that he made. I was like, oh, my Lanta. <laughs> look, look, you guys are, are seeing it. I've been seeing it for years. They have always had this ridiculous sense of humor. So that's not like, I wasn't surprised. I thought it was funny. And I didn't, I think it's Photoshop. So. So you think Those it is Photoshop? Absolutely. Because that was the conversation. Everybody was like, yo, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> Only because folks was like, yo, he got some hips. He got a BBL for real. And I'm like, no, like, I'm, I don't want to see the cheeks. Y'all can stop tagging me to it, please. <laughs> but like I said, I thought it was funny. Okay. So that's the first name, all right? Second name, Shabuya. Yeah, yeah, Shabuya. Raven Simone. Friend, dope. Um, 
Trailblazer. Mm. I think, I mean, I can go on. Do you think Raven gets the respect that she deserves? Yes and no. Yes, uh, because of what she's done with children's television and, and just her career as a whole. Like, totally respect it, totally honor. It's super dope. Uh, no, because like so many other child stars, we don't get a chance to cross over into adulthood. Mm. So I say no in that sense, because when she was trying to transition and grow up and whatnot, um, people still saw her as the cute little girl, just like this is the same issue that I have with my career right now. Um, and why I say I, I took a break Mm -hmm. um so that i could grow or so that you can miss me for a minute so you can see that hey i'm an adult woman now i'm not just a kid anymore mm, i love that that's a that's good well we we already got good stuff going on all right just because i'm <laughs> all shibuya out we're just gonna go to the next <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering how many of those you gonna do <laughs> yes we're gonna go to the next name um nick Cannon. I use his real name for this one. Another one that doesn't get respect, enough respect. Okay. And in, in business. Mm. Now, in, in personal life, oh, that's that's him. That's why I call okay. him Dick Cannon. <laughs> no, come on now. I know his granddaddy. Don't do that. It's like, come on. You know, both, both, both of us is from San Diego. Both of us, like, you know, came up through being funny and doing Nickelodeon and stuff. And he, I will say business-wise with Nick Cannon, once he gets his mind to something, it is nothing is going to get in his way business-wise. That man said he was going, yeah, that man said he was going to be Mr. Nickelodeon, Mr. Nick Cannon, and he did that. And I respect the hell out of him for it. Do you talk to Nick Cannon ever? Uh, not, not in the past couple of years. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, and I also haven't been home in San Diego in a couple of right. years either. So it's not like right. I kept in contact with a lot of people, but okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Next name. Next name. If you all don't know, the names that I've named are people who she's worked with. Okay. So just if people are like, what? These are so random. No, they're not. <laughs> they're uh, really not. <laughs> the next name is Come Hayden. on. You... Hayden Penetier. God bless her. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we won't get too deep into it, but that um rumor of Mean Girl, amen. Is that what Mean Girl? There's that, you know, the 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 narration the narrative on the internet streets is that hayden is a mean girl okay. she's carrying a lot of pain mm. so i'm not gonna judge her for her being in pain right now and when people are hurt they hurt other people so i that's why i said god bless her i love that wow this is good i love that all right next name one of my favorites, Solange. 
Oh, she just had a birthday. <laughs> oh, happy belated birthday, love. Um, I'm, she's blossomed into something amazing and I'm here for it. I love it. You know, she's always been ahead of the curve as far as, um, I don't want to say culturally, but adding some gems to the culture. Mm. Definitely. Um, Sit at the table yeah. is one of the best. Oh, absolutely. Of the, absolutely. of the last decade. And and people sleep that she's actually a dope songwriter and she's written for a lot of artists. To include her so, sister. Yeah, including her sister. So it's that that's why I said I, she's always been ahead of the curve. She's always just been blossomed into this wonderful being. And I I'm really looking forward to seeing her again whenever I pass through cross. You know, it's, it's been a minute because last time I we really hung out, Jules was a baby, and now he's, now he's rapping. I know he's out there in the streets. He's so. out in these streets making babies involved. He's Beyonce's internet come after me. I ain't spreading no <laughs> Did you out. ever meet? Did you ever meet Beyonce while uh, y'all were yes. doing set it off? I mean, not set it off, bring I it mean, on. <laughs> If we try to do a set it off reboot, all right, I can do it. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, she came on set. Her mama, Tina, and uh, Michelle came by. I don't remember seeing Kelly, but I think she. No, it was only Michelle and Mama, and okay. Beyonce that came. Yeah, that's dope. Like, yeah. not everybody can say they met Beyonce. Right, or or hung out with Beyonce. Right. So and you've yeah. done that with a lot of people. We'll get into some of those, but you've met a lot okay. of people. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right, we got two more names, okay? okay. We got two more names. All right. This I'm next ready. name is the man who bodied he waxed Omarion a couple of weeks ago. If y'all didn't watch that versus y'all missed out. It was the most ghetto <laughs> versus ever, but the most entertaining <laughs> versus we've ever got. Was Terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, but it was entertaining at least. It was clearly entertaining, but I, I oh, I'm I'm embarrassed for a lot of folks uh, that ooh, but Mario, so Mario, Mario, yes. Um, good job, babe. <laughs> good, good job. Um, I, I hadn't really talked to her and hung out with him. Uh, probably I want to go at least 10 years. Okay. Um, so people change, people evolve. Right. Uh, he's probably a completely different person from last we spoke. Um, but what I do remember is he was always a real sweetheart, he was a gentleman, and he was really about his craft. And, mm. and his craft at the moment was acting. And, um, and one of my favorite memories is us harmonizing in the hair and makeup trailers. Like that was our mm -hmm. thing we did every morning. Mm -hmm. And just sing different songs and stuff. Because what y'all don't cool. know, what y'all don't know, Giovanni can sing. Okay, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, you know, she be sitting on the gift. But just to let y'all know, Giovanni can sing. Just throwing that out there for the listeners. Okay. Um, yeah, Mario does his thing. Um, I uh, Mario is one of the most. I feel like he's severely underrated. 
Oh, absolutely. It was, it was crazy watching just the internet because before it happened, I said that I said Mario was gonna win, right? And people were like, mm -hmm. "You're crazy," blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Yo, y'all don't know Mario has a catalog. Mario can yeah. actually sing. That's not saying yeah. Mario can't sing, but they're just two different types of singers." Right. I I like to say Mario has that old school uh, approach when it comes to being a musician. Yes. And and what is very lost on a lot of people today and a lot of performers because I I, I hate bringing this up because it makes me sound really old. When I started my career, there was mm -hmm. no social media. Mm -hmm. So around the time that he came out, he was about the work. It was about the craft. It was about yeah. the performance and cultivating that skill and not just being comfortable in the instant fame of it all, if that makes sense, you know? A quick so, tip. Yeah, yeah, because you know, nowadays it's just like a real quick, oh, TikTok, right? If you have right. a song, you could trend on TikTok just because of a good like 15 to 30 seconds. Now, some right. people can't back up that talent, like um, Money Long right. or how some people mispronounce her name and say Muni Long, right? She, <laughs> she did like hours and hours and then Time Machine became big because of the little clips of TikTok. But right. she can actually back it up. There's right. some other people who don't, and then you hear them sing, and you're like, "Wait, it's like, oh, this person could this person ever sing?" Oh, yeah. So yeah. that you know, it 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 was sad because um, it was it was just it was very disappointing to watch. Because and we grew then up, y'all started late, like y'all started ridiculously late. And then you gave us this pre-show. So, and this is, so this is like, we're the same age. So this was like, um, these were like people we grew up on, grew up with, and it was just like seeing yes, it. Yes, like, and more ways than one because they actually, BPK performed on all that. And yes, I so used to see seen, them yes. all the time, everywhere. You probably saw Ray J. All the time, everywhere. And, <laughs> and so hearing, and you saw little Sammy as well. Well, Sammy now. Well, yeah yeah so like I said, it's just it's it's it gets weird <laughs> <laughs> no, when, when i saw them i'm like yo this is like this is not it like even with pleasure p i remember him sounding a lot better sounding a lot more auto-tuned or... and then that's that's what one of my friends told me they were like no bro they've always you, sounded like this they just used a lot of <laughs> they used a lot they of had some incredible engineers shout out yes. to the engineers out there <laughs> but shout out to the best this best i don't know if it was the best singer but either the best or the second best singer who came out that night which was tank bobby tank oh excuse me tank should have been tank should have his own but he he, he should that but that's another person who people do not sleep or do not sleep and disrespect tank like that yeah. i will sit there and listen to him play the piano and sing harmonies all day long like whether it's his, his own songs whether it's songs or somebody he, else's he wrote like if you look like even like so marion right and it's no shade on marion but like two of his biggest hits icebox written what? by Kerry hilson mm -hmm. and oh written by tank tank has right. also written under so pleasure p under like for a lot of the songs that Tank um wrote for other people, I feel like he should have kept for himself. Nah. And I'll tell you why. Only because okay. I know people in the music industry, there's a lot more money in being right. a writer than it is an artist. But if you write it too, if you wrote and you sang it, then you're really good. 
right? I'm telling you, if you had the opportunity to give it away, to give it away and to make more money off of it. Okay. okay. I feel that. What else he wrote? Oh, he wrote um, uh, uh, he, Naked he, by Marquez Houston. Like, and he he sang backgrounds for like Aaliyah everybody. and everybody else. Like if you Jamie Fox. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal artist. And if you hear a Jamie Foxx record, guarantee you whichever, at least for his first two projects, tanks on all the background vocals on those. Oh, absolutely. I I put it like this: uh, Tank is our generation's Babyface. Facts. And because Babyface, he he did have his own albums. He did have himself as an artist, but he made more by being a songwriter. There's a couple of people you could put in that category. You could throw your neos yeah. in there. Um, yeah. And the dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Made a lot more money being a songwriter yes. than you do being an artist. And yeah. Oh, this was good. This was good. So before we go to break, we're gonna do one more. Um, we're gonna do one more icebreaker, and then we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of this interview and get to know Giovanni. Okay. okay? Um. Okay. This right here, Black Card Revoked. This is one of my favorites, favorite okay. things to do on this show, okay? <laughs> Let okay. me know. Now, listen, I'm hood adjacent. I okay. do play hood <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Yo, hood adjacent is blessing me. Um, <laughs> What will get your Black Card Revoked, Giovanni? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty black. Okay. I don't know. I'm tr- I'm really seriously trying to think. So is there anything like, so I'll give you a couple examples of what some other okay. people said. Like um, a guest that I had a couple weeks ago, he said uh, to get his black car revoked, it would be that he um, was a vegan. We talked about that and we're like, no, no, that's not, that don't count. That don't count, right? That don't count. Come on now. That's unhealthy and toxic, right? Exactly. Right. The second thing that he said is he's never seen um Love Jones and he's never seen Poetic Justice. <sighs> okay, yeah. I'll give you so Love Jones. Have... <laughs> Love Jones, I was like, you know, that's okay. That's like a cult classic. Like it's a black classic, but it's a but then when he said poetic justice, I was like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'll give you one. I'll okay. give you I'll give you mine. My okay. well okay. I've never seen Baby Boy. Oh, that's it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's gone. It's gone. Before you go to the second one, you just never wanted to watch it. I didn't have really a desire to. And I think I, I when did that come out? I have no idea. I don't think and I don't think I was old enough or allowed to go see it. Okay. And then so it just years kept going by and I was like, no, ah, okay. So I've never had like a real desire to see it. But I've seen bits and pieces. I understand the reference, but I've never actually seen the whole movie. Okay. And that's the same for players club. <laughs> I know, I know. It's the same. It's those those two movies, and I I think I always get the same response. Like what? And you're in movies, and I was like, yeah. Right. I know that Taraji was in Baby Boy. I know that there. I know the reference. I get. I get. I get it. Oh my! You know, okay. I I you know um Bernie Mac. 
Rest your yeah, soul. Dollar bill, Jamie Foxx. Yes, dollar, yeah, a lot of folks was in it. You know, trouble, trouble. Yes, I get <laughs> Lisa it. Lisa Ray. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's wow. up, my booty? Like, I, I understand the references. I've seen many clips. I've never right. seen the movie in its entirety. Like, okay, in one sitting. That's a good one. And All right. All right, Culture Holic. It is your job, okay? It is your <laughs> job. You are the judge and the jury. Um, does Giovanni get her black card taken away for not seeing uh, the Players Club and Baby Boy? Let us know in the comments. All right. And I will, I will add. Hang on. Okay. I will add. Now, y'all be nice because I gave y'all something for the culture. Boom. She gave us something for the culture, so be nice. That should be an exchange. That should be an exchange. <laughs> All right, fam. You are listening to Conversation for the Culture, and we will be back after this. What's up, Culture Holics? It's your girl, Portia, and we're going to get right back into some news for you. But while I have you here, I need you to leave a comment and a rate on any of the listening platforms that you're listening on, because that helps us in the algorithm. And when you help us in the algorithm, that makes us even more popping than we already are. I mean, we don't need help, but Okay, maybe we do need a little bit of help. But like I said, leave a rate, leave a comment, and let's get back to the show. And we are back. We are back. I am here with the original Carisha. <laughs> Y'all dubbed me that. <laughs> can you, uh, real quick before we go, uh, can you tell us that story that you were telling me on break about how people were texting you when Carisha came out with her show and talking about Diddy? Well, I everyone was like, "Yeah, you're the original Carisha," da, da, da. and I was like, "Who's Carisha?" <laughs> like, my character is the only Carisha I know of. And so, like I said, I had to ask my sister, "Who's Carisha?" And they were like, "It's this girl, from, you know, young Miami." Yeah, she's a I city girl. So I know she's a city girl, but that's I don't know her city girl name. You just knew young Miami, right? So, I love I mean, that. You know, bless, bless you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, um, all right. So let's get into it. Okay. Today we're talking about okay. growing up in Hollywood. You definitely grew up in Hollywood. You've been on all the mm -hmm. shows, you know, the, all that, the Ravens, the sweet life with Zach and Cody. You're a part of a lot of kids, um, childhood. So talk to me. Um, how did you get into acting? Um, professionally or just because so that's, Both. that's a, Two different stories. Well, professionally, I started when I was like, I want to say like 13. Okay. Um, we signed up for one of those, uh, you want to be a TV star situations, and mm -hmm. I do not recommend them. Um, but only by the grace of God, I met someone actually genuine, and she became my manager and kind of moved on from there. But just because I've always wanted to know, and I've known that since I was like two or three years old, and I told my mom, oh, wow. I want to be in the box, and I would point to the TV. I was like, I'm, I knew this was it. This, this I want to be in the box. Calling. I like that. I want to be in the box. And she was like, okay. And kind of like I said, everything just snowballed from there. So your first role, now, you know, sometimes I did my research, but sometimes wikipedia and imdb don't be they don't be on IMDb. they don't be on point your first role <laughs> from my research okay mm -hmm. it was not all that it was boston public is that correct yes and no okay uh yes it was my first uh job but 
I booked all that before Boston Public. Mm. So, yes, that was my first like television appear- premiere and appearance, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but my first job that I booked was all that. And Boston Public, that was with um, Chi McBride, correct? And Loretta yes. Devine? Yes. So did you yes. did you meet Loretta? Uh, I met her actually at church. So I would see her from time to time in different places and LA events. Uh-huh. And she is just a pure sweetheart. Like she is the black grandmother of Hollywood. Like or yes. She that's that's just it. All right, so since you you brought that up, right? The black grandmother of mm-hmm. so because there's a debate that I was having with somebody about this. Okay. And it was, is it who's the ultimate black mom, black grandmother, whatever? And we're not talking about sure Claire Huxtable they're in a different space, right? We're they're Jennifer in a different Lewis. space. We're talking about Loretta Devine or oh my goodness, Jennifer. Um I said her name like three times, Jennifer Lewis. Oh, you said it. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis. Yes. Um, or who do you resonate two, with more as the black mother, black two, grandmama? I mean, those are two different kinds of moms. One's mm. going to give you the sweet, you know, church lady, and the other one's going to give you the the real church lady. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the, they sitting on the same pew, just on different sides. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, those are just two different kind of mamas. Yes. There's two different kind of flavors. There's two different kind of of stories and jokes. And I, I, I like to say I'm a a, a collective blend of them both because Ooh. I have taken on that mantle of. Mm-hmm being a big sister in Hollywood mm-hmm. to other people, um, whether it be through my acting classes or actual people who are working now, um, call and ask me questions all the time, or they, they're like, hey, you know, how do I handle this, and blah, blah, blah. And I think that mothering like nature um, just kind of has always been in me to help within Hollywood, you know, at least I love that. the younger ones. I love that. And I love that you've taken on that role. I love both of those women. They're amazing. Um, you know who my, who what mother I don't want? And granted, it's a character, of course, right? So I love this woman in <laughs> okay. real life. But Lynn Whitfield, she can't be my mama or my yeah. grandma. <laughs> Listen, one thing she ain't going to be is broke. Tell you that. She'll never be broke. As her <laughs> characters are never broke. Milk. But woo, they be difficult, whether it's... <laughs> And in that Tyler Perry movie where she was like, who's going to take care of me? Oh, that she, she, I don't want to say she reminds me of my mom, but she definitely looks like her. My okay. mom is very high yellow like that too. Yeah. Beautiful my mom high cheekbones, everything. Um, but yeah, I just, I've always thought she was gorgeous. But beautiful. I sure want her to be my Especially now as uh, First Lady Greenleaf. She was... No, ma'am. She said, you coming back to my house? To, you better not be coming back to my house to sow, and see, uh, to sow seeds of discord. I was like, oh. Ooh. Hi, mom. <laughs> ah. <laughs> nice to see you, too. 
<laughs> so Boston Public was your first one. Um, and then, mm -hmm. well, the first televised. And then um, all that came up, okay? Right. All mm -hmm. that. You were on all that for how many seasons? Three. Three seasons, okay. Can yeah, you talk about um, talk about the experience? Because, I mean, all, everybody knows all that. Um, the song, we sang it at the beginning by we, I mean me. Um, everybody knows the song, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. People didn't know, a lot of people didn't know that that was even TLC, right, in the song for some reason. Well, okay. I'd be... <laughs> Anybody that didn't watch the seasons one through six, they would know, and they grew up watching it, they would, everybody else would know that. But if right. you came on during my seasons, seven through ten, that's a huge time gap between the two. So there's a whole right. other generation who didn't know that TLC and we just kept the same theme song because that's the theme song. Um, but mm -mm. they, yeah. of course they wouldn't know. And that's sad and unfortunate, but it's the truth. So all that cultural phenomenon, people still love yes. it. We always yes. said it was like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was the kids version of In Living Color, right? A lot of people said that. Saturday Night Live. I I see Saturday Live. The reason why I know a lot of people say Living Color just because it was for the culture. Saturday Night Live isn't necessarily for the culture. All right. that was for the culture. There was a couple of shows growing up as a kid, right? And growing up mm -hmm. and on Nickelodeon, it was like, it was all that. You had your Keenan and Kells. You mm -hmm. had your a sleeper that nobody remembers. You had my brother and me. Um, mm -hmm. And then you had... Cousin Skeeter, and then mm -hmm. shout out to Megan Good. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've loved Megan Good since way back when. Anyways, Cousin Skeeter and Gullah Gullah Island. Okay. Gullah Gullah Island, yes. yes. And it was like, but it was so cool because as young black kids, we were like, oh my gosh, somebody who looks like me. On Disney, mm -hmm. you really didn't see that much. You had like the famous Jet Jackson. Uh, R.I.P. to the amazing Lee Thompson Young, right? So whenever you saw Black people on TV, also another show in the time, it wasn't either, I think it was like Fox, but you had Saturday mornings, you had uh, City Guys with Jonathan Wesley. Yes! yes. City or Guys, home, Homeboys and Out of Space. Woo. Well, that, that was, was more for Homeboys. It was. Yeah, it was. For, I don't know why. I watched it. it was so weird with flex it was flex and daryl and that weird high five. oh my okay. gosh i don't think i'm supposed to be watching this i don't okay. think so that was not a kid's show but um, <laughs> but yeah so all that is a cultural phenomenon talk to me mm -hmm. how did you get the job and what was like that experience working on that show um well i auditioned five times for it. Wow. So by the time, yeah, so by the time my birthday hit, I think it was the last round of auditions, they were picking the rest of the kids. So I think I was kind of like one of the first ones that got picked when they did the whole rebrand. Um, and I, I came in there and I gave them all of my theater training, all of my jokes. I gave them everything and I and nailed it. Um, working on that show being the token mm, let's uh, talk about it yeah it was myself and brian hearn 
uh, and then they replaced him. I think in season nine, they replaced him in season nine. No, no, season eight. Yeah, after season eight, he was gone. Um, me being the token on the show, um, I think that's when I started to notice that I'm not fully in. I'm. I'm in their space. Mm. Is the best way I can put it. I'm in their space. I'm a guest in their space. Um, Even as a member of the show. Yes. Not 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 necessarily amongst the kids because okay. all of us were growing up and doing this together. It was just like we were all experiencing at the same time. And there's one thing that Kiki Palmer said that really resonated with me was child actors are in their own fraternity. Mm. Nobody else will ever have that experience than other child actors and that can understand and see each other. So even going back to when we had our all that reunion, um, that's like a high school reunion to me. That's mm. my high school reunion. That's mm. my, you know, going back and visiting my friends. I didn't have that. that. You know, so trying to talk to and adjust to other adults or people, it's it's weird for me because I don't have a normal childhood. Nothing about it was normal. But right. going back to being the token, um, I had to make sure that I had to bring my own foundation at one point on certain sets. Mm-hmm. I had to make sure I did my own hair and makeup because mm-hmm. we didn't have anybody that, especially at the time, me having laughs. Uh, they didn't. They didn't know what to do with my hair. So wow. a lot of those hairstyles, that was me. And this was uh, 2000 yeah. and t- 2003, mm-hmm. 2002, 2004. 2002, two, yeah. Okay. So it, especially with me being the third person on Nickelodeon history to have natural hair, to have locks, because it was the mom from Gullah Gullah Island. Keenan. Keenan and you. Myself. Wow. And then there was one more boy after. Cousin was his cousin Skater? I'm joking. No. <laughs> it was Victorious, the guy, the young guy off of Victorious. Okay. But I'm the third person in Nickelodeon history to have natural wow. hair. Now I have locks. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So they didn't know how to deal with it. Mm-mm. That's and crazy that you of that. that because of that, I had to show people what I was capable of because they mm. just saw me kind of in one way and, and that was the locks. Right. That's crazy that you mentioned that because we were talking about it before the show. Um, it's 2022. Yeah, it's 2022. And <laughs> double check? <laughs> yeah, I had to double check. It's been a crazy two years, y'all. It's been a crazy You was right. You was <laughs> right. It's just, no lie, these past two years seems like it's been like a decade, almost a decade. <laughs> Remember when we went into 2022? I mean, into 2020, where you're like, yes, double vision. Ooh, this is going to be yeah. our year. Ooh, and here vision, we are right. 20 years later, like, damn. <laughs> But uh, even in 2022, we were having this conversation. You see this still in the industry. Um, I was talking about it with Stranger Things this season with the way that Caleb McLaughlin was shot. It was just very odd to me. He looked very dark. And I know he's a 
He's he's he a dark skinned young man. Yeah, he's a chocolate man, but they made him look <laughs> bioluminescent. Like, damn, yeah. where is this baby? He's faded into the background. Because <laughs> I was watching, I'm like, maybe it's just this scene, and then I it was scene after scene, and they were outside, and it was still the same thing. I was like, now why did y'all do this? It, it, it's something that we still have. We we've made major strides in the industry. I'm not going to yes. sit there and tear the whole thing down because now natural beauty and natural hair and natural everything is in. It's trend. Mm -hmm. It's celebrated. It's it's even made into a law finally. Um, Amen. But to sit there and to say that I didn't know how big of a deal it was mm -hmm. because. I myself was ahead of the curve in a sense of me having my, my locks, you know, nobody else on television at that time had natural hair like me. Mm. There was nobody else. All of the cute black girls in Hollywood was, you know, just for late. me. Yeah. Not just for me or giving me them <laughs> tracks, them double Dutch yeah. tracks in the back. So I'm not, I'm not knocking it because that's that's them. That was their journey and whatnot. I just knew I wanted to do things different, and that was what my calling was. But again, not Geo, and but again, not having anybody else up there. It was just me, so I had to figure out how to still have my voice and still play the game. I feel that play the game. So let's talk about play the game, okay? Um. We mm, before we get to that. Okay, no, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay, if, whatever I ask it. today, if you don't want to answer come anything, on. you don't have to answer. I'll, okay, look, I'll hit you with a simple "God bless you" and moving on. You're like, okay. come on, like, <laughs> let's go. If you All right, ask so these questions, let's go. We know historically, black people are not paid what their white counterparts are are paid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, we know historically, black women are not paid what their white counterparts are. Right right all right so watching all that to me and everyone mm -hmm. who watched it we all mm -hmm. said "Ooh, this is a black show right right now there was others on the show but the vibe the culture they were pulling on like it was very much a black show however okay. my question is this did you make as much as your white counterparts on the show no I told my producer that. I said, I got to ask this question because I feel like this is a thing. Because a couple of things. Um, when my seasons came on, the color wheel flipped. So it's all pretty much all white into black. Mm. When you look at one through five, one through six, it's pretty much black with some sprinkles um <laughs> right and that was a whole different contract different a whole different thing than what we had mm -hmm. now number two to that is there were people on the cast that had seniority over me because they were they had been working in the business longer that was my first job so of course mm. i'm not going to get paid like X, Y, and Z because of their resume compared to mine. So that's mm -hmm. just business. That's just overall business. So okay. Did I get paid? Yes. Did I get paid less than them? Yes, for a multiple reasons. 
Okay. Not I was just because, not just because you were black. I'm black. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that makes more. That makes sense. That makes sense. So my next question is, okay, while you were all, we're, we're going to stick with all that a little bit, but we're going to shift. We got a lot to talk about today. Okay. So, um, who would you say was your favorite like person that you met? Because y'all had everybody was coming through all that to perform. Which when you all, if you all go back. It's hilarious watching old episodes of all that because um, you'll watch the crowd and the crowd was very much white kids, like suburban white kids, <laughs> dancing to songs to like some of the guests that y'all had on there had no business singing songs for children. Again, I was not there when that happened. <laughs> like when Mary J. Blige was on there. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there when she was there. <laughs> I was watching it at home like y'all. <laughs> I'm like, now obviously as a kid you thought it was cool, but now you look back and you're like, wait. Oh, absolutely was inappropriate. <laughs> like, why was who was it? Naughty by nature? Naughty, Naughty by, by nature. nature. Why were they there? <laughs> but for your seasons, who was the best mm -hmm. person that like who was your favorite person that you met? Uh Diddy was dope. Cause they shut it down and it was really cool. Um, that's who was it? Was Bab, like which iteration of Diddy was that? Uh, when he first changed his name to Diddy, when he made the okay. beast, uh, that the first Diddy. Oh, uh, okay. And Harlem Shaking was like huge. Oh, so all okay. the Harlem Shake boys was coming out, and you know, it was it was a whole vibe. That one was dope. Um, okay, go. They were really cool, but they weren't. They were that was like the white group, but they were still yeah. really cool. I really loved them. They were awesome. Um, yeah, as far as performances, I don't remember a whole lot of black artists okay. performing. Um, it was it was more white. That's when they uh, changed it up. That's when Nickelodeon said no more appropriating. Okay. You're trying to get me fired. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, no. Okay. So all that is ending, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, your time with all that is ending. Can we talk about that? And then we're going to talk about what you did next. Um, I wanted to do movies. And that's what I did. So you left on your own accord? No. Okay. But you wanted to do movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna focus on the positive of it all. But yeah. Amen. Amen. Wish you wish you wish you should do. So after all that, is that when so I'm looking at the timeline. So after all that, is that when um bring it on came? I think yes, yes. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on and Freedom Riders came. They were like back to uh, back. Yeah, I booked them at the same time. Okay, which is cool. Uh, yeah, so I I was, whoo, I was working a lot that year. I think after all that, I I I did the two movies. I did I did a couple movies. I did some independent ones. Um, I, be the I man, right? I, yeah, the independent be the man. one was be the man. Right, the independent one was be the man, and I helped fund that project. Um, How old were you I, at that age? At that time. I don't remember. <laughs> so Be the Man came out in 2006. So you were like 
18? 18? Yeah. 18? yeah. So to on a project at 18, that's huge. Well, I mean, I wasn't out blowing my money like everybody else either. Mm. So I wasn't trying to flex. I was. I mean, what was fifteen? Work. What was fifteen and sixteen year olds, fourteen year olds? Where were they burning their money on? I'm just like any other fourteen to sixteen year old that would today. Clothes, phones, shoes. Uh, yeah. Going to fuggle the child every night, every, your first car being a, a Benz right off the lot, no miles. Like, yeah, they was that's what they were doing. And I rolled up in my my Volkswagen Beetle convertible, and they was looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> do you think that has to do with the way you were raised? Um, my mom was very much like, "You are you. This is your money. You work for it, but know that you." this dollar cost this amount she was very conscientious of that um and i just wasn't really trying to flex like everybody else i always spent my money on other things like right to this day i'm gonna spend my money on art or mm -hmm. um you know good music or experiences than i, I would you know uh, but that but that comes from my mom being an artist herself mm -hmm. my mom is there's money. Uh, well, yeah. But see, I grew up in that black art, in that black culture, and mm. not knowing that my mom's friends were these famous artists until I right. became an adult. And I've been collecting pieces since I was like 16, 15, 16 years old. Oh, wow. So I've got, yeah. So, like, if you, you've been to my house, I've got black mm -hmm. art everywhere. And that's what I would spend my money on these limited edition. A double remarked, double signed, embossed, uh, original print. I, I'm probably the one of one of that collective and didn't know it. So that's <laughs> that's what I, I I would do festivals and shows and because that's what I grew up around and you know so who, in, what six year old goes to school in the dashiki for picture day me <laughs> right. So in this so in this time frame after all that um so you had the freedom riders which is listen y'all y'all mm -hmm. freedom riders is one of my favorite movies right favorite movies um so yeah thank you for being a part of that um bringing on um fatherhood you know mm -hmm. was a really good show that was on the cartoon that was on nickelodeon i loved it that was my first cartoon that i've ever done and first voice, acting. voice acting right and um, Blair Underwood played my dad, and I learned so much just by watching him. I got to meet so many incredible um, black actors for the culture doing mm -hmm. that cartoon, and I I enjoyed every ounce of it. I said it was it was a masterclass just to watch people that came in and out of there. It was amazing doing that show. Yeah, you definitely um it's a great show for y'all, you know, and we'll leave it at that. It's a good it's a good show. You can find it somewhere on the internet if y'all never heard of it. Um, it's by the creator <laughs> of Little Bill as well. All right, so there's also then during this time was that so Raven. Mm -hmm. And you played, you know, cousin Betty Jane. Cousin Betty Jane Baxter. Um <laughs> How was that? What was that like? Because once again, That's What Raven's another show that was like, oh my God, black people on Disney. Right. I feel like Nickelodeon's had way more 
black people um shows than Disney. Right. So like that's what Raven was just like, yo. And not only yeah. black people, black a uh, black everybody, lead, a black woman. She was the lead. She was the right. She was the cat. Hence, the lead cat. That's why I said that she she owns Disney, man. That yeah. She she brought something that nobody else thought of, and then she did it in her own way because of the training that she had. Mm-hmm. You know. So I like I said. I agree. I, I think Raven is the queen of Disney. Now, some other people say it's Miley. Um, but I say it's Raven between that's all Raven and the Cheetah Girls. And I mean, who else has over 200 episodes on the show? Mm-hmm. And she's done it twice. Twice. On Disney Channel. The only person. So, I, like I said, she runs. That's her. That's her bag. That's her, and I respect the hell out of her for it. I love that. I love that. So we did. We got. We got that. Um. All right. So now I'm looking at your resume. Like I said, you have a really, 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 uh, strong resume. So before we go to, like, the second half, because I believe you're in your second act now, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So before we go to the second act, let's talk about the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> okay. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's I, a lot of people's that's a lot of people love it. that show. Yeah, I loved it. I I had no problem with it. It was so much fun to come to work with friends because I knew a lot of the cast before I got on the show because, you know, like I said, all the Disney and Nickelodeon kids, they all ran into each other across paths or knew somebody had the same agent or lived in the same building or whatever. So I knew them beforehand. And it was, like I said, <laughs> we always had fun. So it wasn't, it was never work for me. Mm. I don't think you realize like how many like iconic things that you've been a part of, like iconic moments. No, I don't. I, yeah. I don't take the work for granted. Uh-huh. I'm thankful that I was that representation and and don't take that responsibility lightly, but I don't feel like I've done enough. I don't feel like I'm done. So I don't, and I just had this conversation uh, today, like I don't feel like that, I don't wanna say didn't matter, but okay, what's next, okay. Right, right, right. You're not resting on what was already done. Right. So I need to do better at patting myself on the back and recognizing what I am and what I've done. And I'm I'm taking that time now, but I'm I I hate to do this, but yeah, like I have my kids' choice award. In a box underneath my bed, like right. I don't put it out there like that. It's not right. It's not something that I'm reminiscing on because mm. I want to keep going. I want to keep. I respect working. that. I respect that. Um, as a creative, I respect that. As somebody with a business, I respect that. And it's even as somebody with a podcast. Um, and I had to talk about this. Um, my producer always tells me about it. Gio always talks about it because I'm the type of person who'd be like, we're sitting now, we're like over 40 episodes by the time this is airing, right? We're mm-hmm. over 40 episodes. And my thing is, oh, we don't have 
you know, hundreds upon hundreds of people are listening every week, this, that, and the other. I'm not where I want to be, but then there's a lot of people. Gio said it was, he was like, there's a lot of people who don't make it past episode four. Yeah. And you're like pushing these out and starting to right. get in So I think sometimes we just have to really just take a look. Like we can aspire for more and want more. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, we got to be like, yo, I'm really, I really did that. We really did that. We yeah. really did. Yeah, um, because yeah. like for you, like just the different moment, like all that obviously iconic show, right? Sweet Life and Zach and Cody. I really didn't watch that because I probably shouldn't have been watching that at my big age at that time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like I know what it meant for the culture. My nephew, he watched it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Freedom Riders, like I said, love that movie. Um, even with bringing on the two most the two things I think about in bringing on is you were saying when y'all did the Shibuya. And then Gary mm -hmm. O'Gray, a friend of the show. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. you know Gary. Um, him, his little battle with um, Hayden. Like, like the, <laughs> those, are the <laughs> those are the things that stick out. So, like, you've definitely been in those moments. So, I definitely mm -hmm. want you to be able to, like, really see that you're dope as hell. Thanks, Micah. You know, we had to do this. We had to do that. So what we're going to do, we're going to take one final break, all right? We're going to do one final okay. break, and then we're going to talk about what you are up to now. And then also, uh, I want to hear about, uh, you know, G-Saw, and as well as if you have any advice to uh, any people who have kids who want to be in the industry. Absolutely. All right, y'all. You are listening to Conversations for the Culture, and we will be back after... We're going to get right back to the conversation. But before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash It's Micah B. That's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash It's Micah B. Check it out. As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple of dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations... Let's get back to it. So, <laughs> so I'm super excited about your second act. I feel like even like the second act is going to be bigger than the first one just because you've gained so much life experience, right? And even like the stuff where it was like, oh, this isn't working, right? The, the jobs that you wanted, the gigs that you wanted, the auditions that you went to, and you're like, this is it. This is a comeback. And then you didn't get it. And it was like so much frustration. I believe that you're going to be able to even like push that out to put that into your work. So this second act is not going to just be you um, specifically wanting other people to like bring you on to their projects because you're going to have the resources, right, to make these projects your own self. And it's going to be like you're giving the opportunities to people and giving the opportunities to people um, like you. And giving the opportunities yeah. to people. And then not only will they be able to come to you, but they'll be able to come to you and not just get like, oh, she put me on. But they'll actually be able to get wisdom. They'll be able to get that like mothering in the industry. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm excited. This next this next act is good. And then the jobs that you really want, you're going you're going to get. Um, so all the work is all the work. Is, it's it's going to make sense soon. But I want to talk about 
the darkness real quick in the industry, right? Um, because you've listen, you were in that industry and you we we see it. it's looking like you're looking, you're not, you know, whatever, 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 right? And we know that's not normal with <laughs> with child actors. Um, can you talk mm-hmm. about the darkness? Because like there's you know, we looked at the stories of like Orlando Brown, love Orlando Brown down. But like it's just sad. Now I'm glad to see he's doing better. You know, I'm glad to see um, Kyla Pratt. We also love Kyla Pratt. I'm glad to see mm-hmm. that she has publicly said she would love to get him on the Proud Family reboot, the Prouder Family. Um, talk to me about this. Why does this happen? When when you give anybody that large amount of money and recognition before they're ready, it destroys you. It destroys the mm. family, destroys you as a person, it destroys everything around you. It makes you very tainted and dirty. And fame is fame is nothing but a microscope. So if you're broken already, it's just gonna amplify that. If you're a decent person already, it's just gonna amplify that. If you're a jerk, it's just going to amplify that. Like that's, it's nothing but a magnifying glass. And if you don't have your soul right, if you don't have your stuff together before you get into this kind of industry, or if you're even doing it for the wrong reasons, it's going to tear you alive. When I see Orlando and everybody was laughing and you know, making fun of him and putting him in memes and stuff. That was my friend. Mm. So I don't see it the same way like everybody else does. You know, I see it as how can I get a hold of my friend? I can't find his number. I can't, I don't know where he is right now. I don't know where he's living right now. I'm trying to reach anybody. So for us child stars, it hits different. Yeah. Because again, you know, that that was my friend. Yeah. I love what you said there because I think I think that's what people fail to realize. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, me and Portia, with uh when it was dealing with Delonte West, former NBA player who's dealing with his issues mm-hmm. and like people always put them on the internet, right? Um, we talked about it with the, um, I forget his name, but the guy who played Elvin on the Cosby show. Remember when he was working yeah. at like Trader Joe's and somebody Trader like, Joe's. yeah, they filmed yeah, it like, like. These were normal people. Yes, you you're know? people. We're people first. <laughs> and I get it. You, I grew up with you and, and everything else, but I was growing up too. Like I was a kid yeah. too. I just happened to do it on TV. Yeah. I think, I think people in general need to learn that celebrities at the end of the day, celebrities are people and y'all got to stop making everything a joke. And we all have fun. Right. But some stuff is right. good to have fun with. Right. Like some stuff is but like, like Ray J at the verses when he was doing the, you know, yeah, like that's fun. That's that, that's funny, right? That's funny. He We're talking about people. But if yes. you're talking about somebody's downfall, yes, that's it's a difference. That's that's it's hurtful. A difference. That's not. Yes. Yeah, there's a big difference for that. 
You yeah. knew what she was walking into when you came into that versus. You knew you could have seen when you walked into that you stadium. <laughs> so we got to like, even Brandy said that she banged on him in the comment oh, section on the shade room. He, he tried to delete that comment and she put it right back up. She said, we deleted yeah. comments now. I told you, oh, okay. dad told me you okay. didn't drink that tea. Because <laughs> she, he embarrassed her. Oh, absolutely. She, what was that? The white boy, Jack Harlow, was like, who's Brandy? Yes. And you, and you yes. gasped that Ray J? He embarrassed you, dear. Like, <laughs> Before I no. said that it was disrespectful to call her, to call him Brandy's little brother. After that, he's mm. Brandy's little brother. Yeah, forever. You don't get no name no more. Oh my God. Your access has been denied. <laughs> But no, I really think people like so we have to be able to delineate like okay that type of stuff it's fun. But when you're talking about like people's addictions, people's problems, people's downfalls, that's not funny. Yeah. It's not cool. That's and not funny. We got to stop making everything a joke because it's not. Because if that was your family, remember, yeah. and that's what people fail to realize and make that connection. And and it's understandable because when we shoot these shows, we're we're frozen in that time in your eyes forever. Mm -hmm. So you can't associate us growing up and having our own lives and married with kids or whatever else we decide to do and grow up. Mm -hmm. But you, I mean, you, you alone forever and see me as you, one way. You alone. Like I joked about it earlier, right? When we opened the show. But how many times does somebody come up to you and be like, do Shibuya? every day if See? i go outside See? Uh, I, I will say the blessing of the pandemic that uh, mask, that mask. All of us <laughs> i See, still so wear my mask today that's the thing though that's the thing people walk up to i've, I've heard the little white talk about it a lot everybody's always like say did i do that yeah he hates like, that he absolutely hated it and then when you grow up and you try to do other roles, they all want to put you back into Dushapuya. Dushapuya. <laughs> yeah. After a while, it kind of feels like a chitlin circuit. And I'm like, nope. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Given before, but like I the WB but frog. I, right. Like, oh, no. <laughs> but I don't want to be mean to my fans. Right. So, like, just it just depends on the state of mind, the mood I am, the place I'm at. Like, it was a whole gang of people. I ain't finna bust out in the chair in the middle of the Linux Mall. Like, nah. I'm well, you know what Raymond that. said when she was on um live with the baby, which was a weird live, but <laughs> like, how did that happen? But he, she said, you gotta pay me to do that because he wanted her to do the the vision thing. Uh -huh. and he, yeah. She said, you gotta pay me to do that. <laughs> Run me my coin. Run me. Okay. <laughs> All right, so. We'll talk about all right. Since we've seen you on, let's talk about since we've seen you on TV last, okay? Mm -hmm. And movies. What has Giovanni been up to? Giovanni's been doing a lot. Giovanni has a company called GS Acting Workshops that she does. Giovanni has produced a couple of pilots for some people and pitching mm -hmm. those out right now. Um, he wrote a book. <laughs> Uh, Giovanni's been doing a lot. Giovanni is still working and still, you know, auditioning. And I'm 
I'm not going to stop doing this. I'm going to do this until I'm like 195, like just retiring. You know, I'm I'm going to keep doing this forever. If the Lord I love that. It. <laughs> do you um now if you all follow Giovanni on her social media, you'll see that you know she has a beautiful family. Shout out to Giovanni's family. Um, your son has a that. huh? Nobody knows that. Knows what? Nobody knows that. People, nobody knows they really have a family. They don't pay attention. <laughs> They're on your. You put them up. I put them up, but they be like, "Who that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you think it's random black people? Which is... <laughs> I mean, they know my son. Right, they know your son. They know right. your son. Has he had ever had any aspirin? Because I mean, I've met him. Whew, he's a ball of energy. Um, I I spent a weekend in ATL and Giovanni. They let me stay with them, and like he was up super early, and he's mm. very talkative. And he's like, "Good morning, how are you doing, Mister Micah?" I was like, "Oh my god, what time is it?" <laughs> um, the ball of personality, like. Has he ever talked about or, you know, wanted to do acting? And know that you do that because that's another thing that I've seen. A lot of kids don't really realize who their parents are. Well, he's at that age where he kind of gets it. I don't mm. think he's fully made the connection. He knows that mommy acts and okay. he knows that daddy does music. Right. And, and that I teach classes. But I don't think he's fully made the connection, even though him being a set baby, he's been on set with me several times and stuff. But like I said, that was when he was like one, two years old, and he's just playing with everybody. But anything past that, I don't, it, it hasn't clicked yet. Mm. He knows that I do it, but it hasn't, you know, like mommy's famous or mommy's on TV. And right. Nah. That's like really he kind of says, like, mommy works for Nickelodeon. I was like, boy, you don't shut up. <laughs> but he thinks I work in the office, like not. In... Okay. So, right. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, has he, do you think, um, so if he came to you, he's like, hey, I want to be on the box. How would you navigate that? Knowing how you dealt with that. The way that today's kids set up. Uh, I have no desire to put my kid in the industry. None. Okay. That's honest. Um, I love that. It's not that I don't think he could do it because he can. He, he's done a little bit of commercial training with me, but that's not his thing. He don't want to. Okay. He wants to be a doctor that plays soccer and that's a pilot on the weekend. So I'm going to let him I be a kid. Oh, right. Yeah. And he refers to himself as doctor. So he definitely does. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm okay. If that's I like what that. to do right now. And I like that you're and not pushing like him into choice. it. Yeah, it has to be his choice. That's that's one thing that I tell all parents when they take my classes. They're trying to like, I, I, I got my kid, my daughter, she's three years old. Like somebody hit me up in my DMs a couple of days ago and showed me this adorable daughter and was like, I'm trying to get her into the business. No, 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 you don't want to do that. Yeah. You need to understand the responsibilities of what comes with this because mm. you are a child once and you are an adult forever. And once you transition into um, in the industry, you are no longer a child. You are oh, an wow. adult. You are treated as such. This is a business 
first. And that's what people tend to forget. They see the edited version. They see the 30 minutes that gets put on TV. They don't see the 12 hour days, the six day of six to five day a week rehearsals and training, the script reading, all of that other stuff that comes with it. You just see, oh, you know, oh, that looks fun. That looks easy. Of course it looks easy. That's my job. Right. And people, <laughs> but, also, uh, so. people don't also see like the behind the scenes stuff. Like, you know, when you're talking yeah. about there's like even like so with child actors, I've, you know, done my research and whatnot. And like mm -hmm. Dustin Diamond had a lot of um, he was the youngest person. If you all don't know, he was considerably younger than everybody else who was on Say by the Bell. Right. right. Um, and then Jaleel White also experienced it on the set of Family Matters. Like the adult actors had <laughs> resentment towards them. Yeah. Well, in that in that case, yes, because um, child labor laws, you can only work a certain amount of hours a day. So they probably as soon as eight hours was done for them, and that's including school, then they were done. So everything yeah. else had to be worked around their schedule and which still is today. Um, and they were character actors that were the leads. So of yes. course, everything was catered to them and their needs because one, they're a child and two, they're a star. I can see how that could be frustrating for an adult. <laughs> I can see, but at the same time, but then the kids, they feel that thing is like, I can see why they would have resentment towards the children, but at the same time, the children have to feel the brunt of that. Because when you feel in some type of way somebody, towards somebody, you let them know pretty much. It might be microaggressions, but you got to let them know. And that has to be a lot for a kid to deal with because they're just showing up, doing their job, and then you got like these grown-ups <laughs> side-eyeing them. Oh, well. That's the business. Next. Mm -hmm. I don't <laughs> I, I, I know how to answer that because I only worked with other kids. So that wasn't a problem for me. Um, yeah. But that's just, that just goes to show you how important it is if you have kids to make sure that's what they want. Because nowadays, everybody, no shade, but everybody's like, oh, my kid is cute. First of all, everybody thinks their kid is cute, right? Boom. But then they're like, my kid is cute. They should be in movies. And, and my, I, my kid I, is I, funny. I, they should be I, on TV. And, and hence why I, I started my own company, mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure that people were getting the real information and not um, not getting scammed. Because there's a lot of those companies that are like, oh, yeah, my kid is cute. OK, pay us two thousand dollars. And they kid can't do nothing, nothing. I got tired of working with those companies and I was like, I can't sit there those and take agencies, Those agencies was really big. And like, I remember in like junior high, high school, and like you would go to this place and then there'd be a whole bunch of kids and they were like, oh, we'll get you, we'll put you into these places. But they definitely came. came yeah. I went to one at one point and it was scammy. <laughs> it was super and, scammy. But that, I went through one of those. And like I said, only by the grace of God that I made it through and met some legitimate people. But mm -hmm. don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah, they told us don't. it was going to be like 2500 And my people yeah. was like, nah, <laughs> you better pick something else. Anything. Like, you're not paying for anything. You're not. You're just not. 
don't waste your time don't waste your money <laughs> don't do it but what you can do is you can take my class and ask me all the questions you want and you'll get the honest truth because you're getting it from somebody who's actually been in the business for 20 some odd years that part so let's get into it g-saw giovanni samuels acting workshops talk to me about it yes uh-oh all the kids are back gotta love it um yeah, I only have one child. Let's be clear about that. I just got all the cousins. So all the kids are hanging out at my place today. I just, I'm so, I just gotta make that clear. <laughs> to make that clear. I'm one and done. <laughs> um, no, GS Acting Workshops, I, I started it because a lot of my actor friends were like, hey, can you coach me on this audition? So that's one part of it. And it just kind of snowballed from there. The second half of it is we are a consulting agency. So we will help you uh, answer your questions about the industry. So you're well-educated in front and behind the camera. So business things like, hey, how much should I pay for a manager? How much, what does this do? How's this, uh, how do I get an agent? Like, do I pay them money up front? All those kind of questions and things you can ask and, and get answered by us because like I said, we've been doing this for a long time. So we'll help advise you and counsel you. That's why I said we're consulting. We're half teaching acting, half acting, half consulting. Um, you all do conferences, correct? Yes. Okay. okay. And you have some other um, people that we've probably seen who partner with you. Am I right? Um, yes, Gary L. Gray is one of my voiceover acting teachers. And uh, every once in a while, I'll have Jermaine Williams. He does more theatrical and commercials. All right, um, so I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant. Um, you know, Gary L. Gray, voiceover. So voiceover acting, let me stop mm -hmm. acting like I don't know what I'm talking about. So voiceover <laughs> acting, obviously, y'all is like, you know, commercials, cartoons, all of those. And I think you have a perfect person for that because he was on Rocket Power, right? He yep. was also on um, 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 The Fairly Odd Parents. Mm -hmm. Like, so if anybody knows voiceover acting, it's him. Well, not just the cartoons. He's done video games and all of those yeah. things as well. So that's a big market. It's a, it's a Batman a series people. now. Yeah, the, the Batman series. He's done. He's done so much stuff in voiceover, and for a lot of child actors, that's a great transition for us, where we can still get work and not get typecast because we still look twelve. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. And then Jermaine Williams. Um, mm -hmm. Y'all don't know. Stomp the yard. Yard. Um, uh, the Jersey. The Jersey. Uh, Albert. He's he's also been in this industry for a really long time too. I call him the commercial king because he's booked like five commercials in one month. Like right. working. And that's the thing. A lot of y'all need to stop doing that. Um, I don't do it, but a lot of y'all do. And I don't do it because I have friends in the industry, but a lot of people be like, oh, I haven't seen you doing anything in forever or <laughs> whatever happened. <laughs> if y'all don't know, no. that's insulting. <laughs> yes. Do you know how rude that is? And do you know how many times I've had to like 
slightly check a couple of people in the comments. They're like, where you been? You ain't been working. I was like, you ain't been looking hard enough. I'm still working. I'm still here. Yes. Yeah, okay. people are still doing work. So I need y'all to stop that. That's very offensive and disrespectful. It's so offensive. Also, something else for you not to do. If you have friends who are actors and actresses, don't come up to them and ask them stuff like, hey, when are you going to be on the shy? Hey. <laughs> I don't know. You going to put me on there? <laughs> right. Like, stop doing that. Please. Please. Like, there's little... It, it, it's funny how so many people love and enjoy this industry and think how effortless and accessible it is. And it's really not. Like, I'm not an inspiring actress. I have done the training, I have done the work, and I have the resume to back it. Now, there may be some people out there that don't have an extensive resume like myself, but they're not expiring. They are right. doing. They are still, yeah. you still give a lawyer the respect they did, even if they haven't done a case and they went through school and did all the training. Same goes for the actors. Please have respect for the craft. That is all I'm saying. I know I, I went completely left, but. <laughs> all right. So G saw, um, how do people find that? How do they get connected if they need help? Uh, everything is online. Uh, GSActingWorkshops.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. It's, you can follow my pages. All of them are GiovanniSamuels.com or only one Giovanni and all platforms. Um, it's very accessible. It's very easy. I have a free 15-minute consultation if you want to ask some questions about classes and just to get a little bit more information from us or about us and kind of go from there. And I do have an ebook available. Um, I just, I'd rather help you than hurt you. I know what it's like being mm -hmm. on that side because I went through it and I see a lot of talented people get hustled and don't get the chance that they should because they got a lot of misinformation. So mm -hmm. um, I really, I know that this is part of my mission. Part of my ministry is to mm -hmm. help people and to get in. Um, and I just want to do it the right way. I love that so much. I love that. It's a ministry. I love this mission in the ministry. Um, can you send me over uh, and, you know, whenever you have time, can you send me over a commercial so I could add um, that commercial sure. to, to our rotation? Okay. Yeah. So send me so we can get people to the acting workshop because I think what you're doing is definitely needed. It's definitely needed. It's now, y'all. It's funny because everyone that actually takes our classes, they say, oh, like, this is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Why are people, you know, doing these classes? It was like, because nobody knows about us. Nobody they, knows they, about they, us. they think it's too good to be true because of the accessibility from mm -hmm. either myself or Gary or Jermaine. Mm -hmm. And they think it's just, ah, this is something fake. And then when they get into it, they're like, yo, this is actually, this was so worth it and you should be charging more. Yeah. But I because it's sometimes it's not always about the money. It's about the ministry. Ooh, that's good. But y'all, check this out before we get out of here. If y'all do reach reach for this 15 minute, right? That 15 minutes is for you to learn about G-Saw. It's not for you to pick her brain for 15 minutes and pretend like you want to. I'm sorry. I have to say it because that's what the people do. 
they think them free free consultations mean oh i want to get most free information but i have no intent on um actually going forth with this so only 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 hit giovanni up if you're serious about improving your craft and perfecting your craft because it's going to take an investment of time it's going to take an investment of money yeah and that's that's one thing that people um they're like oh i could do that i could act like that no there's so more to it you need to invest in this just like you invest in sports camps or anything else Mm -hmm. it's it it deserves the same amount of respect (laughs) the little ones here i love to see it (laughs) all right we're gonna have one last one last question say hello hello what's up savant how you feeling I'm good. I'm great. Good? I well, no, like no, no, just say thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good to see you, Savant. Close the door, please. He said, This is my interview now. <laughs> I'm the captain of this ship. Close the door. <laughs> hey Bo. Uh, he said, Nope, nope. Just thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> no, baby. I'm still working. <laughs> oh man, I love that. So last question, okay? This is something I do with my guests sometimes. Five years from now. Okay, five years from now, 2027. Okay. Now, I always ask people, because we're going to invite you back at some point, right? So five years from now, hopefully, you know, we have our own studio. We're on like a Revolt TV or hell, maybe even our own network, right? We are on our own network, right? Amen. And we're going to bring you on. And what are we going to be talking about? Where is Giovanni Samuels going to be five years from now? Um... Maybe one or two of my pilots got picked up uh, that I wrote. Let's see. So what we're going to do right here, we're not going to say maybe. We're going to say two of your pilots. Okay. Two of my pilots have been picked up. Yep. Um, Two of my pilots have been picked up. I'm killing it in the awards. Uh, I got another bestseller book out there in the streets. And um, yeah, just maybe being in France for a little while. <laughs> okay, thriving—that's the word I'm, I'm saying. Is thriving. Thriving. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm so glad that you can. This has been amazing. This has been—I've done done three interviews. You're my third interview of the day. Um, I'm tired, and I'm about to go get some food. But this was super enjoyable. So I thank you for coming. I think that you have a lot to offer um, our listener, our listening audience. So I want to just thank you for coming. Thank you for what you've done to for the culture, right? Thank you for what you've done for the culture. When I seen um, you uh, featured on the Shade Room, when they featured you, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like this was, it was such important for you uh, to see your flowers. And I just want you to really know that you're super dope. The culture, we love you. And also just really, you know, I don't know, just like death to disappointment because all of those disappointments mean something and just know that they are developing you for this next this next chapter, this next stage of life, this next act. Like I'm super excited for your next act. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you, Micah. I appreciate no All right, family, you have listened to another week of Conversations for the Culture. We will be back. We'll be back. I don't even know what day this is going to air because I forget. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you're going to hear it at some point, and then you're going to hear me and Portia again at some point. Love y'all, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.